Welcome to Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married! Today we're going to be discussing The Sweetest Remedy by Jane Igaro. Yeah. So... She's a... Um, well, the protagonist is an, a, an American of... Uh, Nigerian descent. Yes, and the author lived was born in Nigeria and lived there until she was twelve. She emigrated to Canada. Right. So now I was very surprised. I will say when I also looked her up um, that uh, she first of all is not half white. No, she's not. So Our, she, she got is. sort of the living in two worlds, right? Which I guess she probably got through her own immigrant experience. But mm-hmm. I was sure it was the author was going to be. Oh, you hadn't seen half. her before. No. You. So okay. I was like halfway through and I was surprised when I saw her and I was like, oh. Because uh, it struck me as authentic. So that's a good mark in it. But you're right that in a way... Um, it's the two worlds that she's really talking about. And yeah, but she got to, she got like you know being part white and part black. I don't know. I should ask my friend who's <laughs> half white and black to read it. See what she thinks. Well, it's also Nigerian, mm-hmm. so yeah, you'd have it's to. A different. But there was like a lot of racial stuff in there, so that was kind of interesting. It's it opened with. What are you? Which yeah, I mean, but I get that all the time. So you know that. But I mean, and it sort of closed that way too. It was still, it was like kept on popping up. Yeah, because that's what it does. That question Mm -hmm. always pops up. Yep. Uh, But before we get into the book, what do we have to drink tonight? Uh, We have an elderflower mojito because it was featured in the book. It was actually named cocktail in the book. Mm-hmm. Which seems to be unusual. Mm, it's very limey. No, it's funny. It's I actually used less lime than. Really? Lime. Oh, I like it a lot. Of course you do. So good. <laughs> what does it have in it? Um, rum, uh, elderflower liqueur, uh, some sugar, some lime, and club soda. Okay. Yeah, well, I this is tasty. Mm-hmm. You know, if it wasn't already after 10, so probably my bedtime, I might even want two of these. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's advisable. <laughs> All right. So, the book, what'd you think? Um, well, you know, I thought I think this is definitely one of the better ones that we've read. I don't know, you know. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought it was very good. So you didn't think so? I thought it was interesting, but it wasn't very romantic to me. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I can see how you say that. It felt like there they was just like sort of some kind together. of love We just read story. one that was kind of like that, where they just were like suddenly together, and it was like, oh, okay. There wasn't much build-up. Yeah, I mean, this one was more interesting for Although the family. Was, there was and some the... building up. I mean, he was restraining. There was there restraint. Was... Yes, yeah. it wasn't just... But then also, like, on both sides, and, like, some unsureness. I mean, it was... 
It had all the elements. It did. Hmm. But I felt like he, the main... It even had some of your favorite things. Like, do you remember when the he, he remembered what color nail... Uh, Toenail polish she had. It did. That was so. Cute. That seemed like something that you would have said that was very romantic. He just seemed like he didn't have that much personality in the story. Well, that's true. But I, you know, you're like used to that now. So I'm you're like used whatever. To the men not being very three. He seemed particularly not three dimensional. I mean, the visit to where he was born and grew up and you see a little bit of him interacting with people other than the family that's at the center of the story mm. was good. Um and like gosh, the conflicts were resolved so easily. Well, yeah. I, I mean, guess. do you think that's like a modern thing now? Like in everyone's like Yeah, they're they're like a little, very a little much too more self aware yeah. than if you read something old where people are like, I don't know, I'm mad, I wanna beat someone up, I wanna do this. Yeah. And now it's like everyone talks it out and like deals with their problems yeah, and like all is all very forgiving and like, Yes, I forgive you. They're all self therapists, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it was an interesting story. Mm-hmm. And I did like the emphasis on family. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the family members were very interesting people. Yeah. Well, um, I thought that it was an easy read. Yes, for sure. But I think the author is kind of wise. There mm-hmm. were things... That were sort of throughout the weave, weaved in throughout the novel. I mean, I don't know about making your own culture and like you just don't need a dad is sort of the thing. <laughs> yeah, what did you think? I, I mean, I was, well, that's, we, that's maybe, a ridiculous. Maybe you should. Uh, that's not one of the wise things. I, but there this are other... whole idea that we just make ourselves who we want to be. Yeah, that's just. I was like, I don't sense. really know that that is enough. No, like, that didn't. But I'm curious. So what did you like about it? Well, it was an easy read, but then you could tell that the author... Sometimes I feel like the the author... Like, I felt like there were a few things that this author avoided. Like, one would be to not... At first, I was like, uh-oh. Nigeria, we know from our time in Senegal with those... uh with the State Department people that actually were based in Mm -hmm. Nigeria, that's a really tough country. And I was worried that there wasn't going to be any sign of the tough... They were just going to get to Banana Island and then... Yeah, I thought I liked I that she that. showed both, though, to show the complexity. No, that's what I'm and saying. But, more. but I, th- I felt like one trap could have been not showing anything, and one trap could have been like Only... too much, uh, like poverty porn right. stuff. So. It wasn't either of those. I mean, there was sort of like, yeah, you grew up in a slum, but we're not going to overemphasize it. Yeah, it's terrible. There is this open sewage running through the slum, but, you know, we're just going to mention it and we're not going to dwell on it. And there are really smart, talented people, and there are these people that he connects with. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I thought that was good. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting. And it was interesting to show. It was just good balance. Um felt like um, actually the family dynamics were really sort of believable. Yeah. Um, 
the re- and one and, and all their motivations seem believable. Like sometimes, I believe that sometimes too. Yeah. I was, you know, sometimes I read these things and I'm like, you know, that's overemphasized. <laughs> like your father treated you poorly, so now you're going to treat every woman poorly for the rest of yeah. your life, like or whatever it is. You know, um, I kind of feel like that's overused, and this was sort of like they were, you know, Lawrence maybe less so because he was sort of a shadowy figure. Just a great guy. Just all yeah. around great. They weren't but, all like super talented. I was worried they were all going to be but the youngest brother whatever his name but is. But then he Sagun, I don't yeah, know how you pronounce Sagun. But um, he did turn out to be really talented remember? Because at the funeral he pl- after the funeral he plays the song and like combines um, what was it? What was the song? Well he's talented in his own way but like his rap was terrible. Yeah, that was good. That I, was... I liked that they were just, they, they just seemed like different people in different stages of life. And that mm-hmm. seemed believable. And then also, you know, my experience, you know, my dad was adopted. And he found mm-hmm. his birth family. And we went, I don't know if, you, if I ever told you this. We went to my birth grandfather's funeral. I think my I whole know. Family oh, there. I did not know that your whole family. Went. Yeah, no. My dad, my mom, my sister, and me. Okay. And we all went there, and they were pretty. By that point, they were they were pretty nice. They had known us. They had been okay. nice to us mm-hmm. on the few times we had visited. Um, and maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't ever on that side of the family. There, were, I guess, there was a little bit of. Uh, animosity at first but then they sort of warmed up to him it's really my my dad's birth mother who they had money you know okay. they had yeah that was yeah, the family. yeah remember we visited my birth aunt mm-hmm. up in fort myers so her sister we i guess she came to visit i like only remember seeing her twice or something mm-hmm. she lived down in naples and anyway uh there is that sort of like weird dynamic that happens when your parents who you love, you had a whole family. It seemed very believable and very real. Like what the, they were angry at first. Yeah. And not very nice. And I think that's exactly how my dad's, you know, four or five birth siblings, half siblings, um, were when he found his birth father. Like I some mean, of them were were warm, others were that's like, what I was "Why is say. he here? He doesn't all he does is remind me of your dad's like infidelity, you know that kind of stuff." So, um, but they got over it in the book, like at varying and speeds. They got over it, in, right? In my um, life, just all of that was very it seemed realistic to me. Okay, it seemed very balanced and. You know, I'd been, I'd experienced it. So, you know, they can write things and then you're just sort of like, well, maybe that's what happens. I don't know. But I've actually been through that somewhat. And so it just seemed um, realistic, their reactions and then their varying ability to overcome their initial negative reaction to finding out that their father had a... Yeah, I mean, I guess I would have thought they would have taken longer for more of them Mm -hmm. to get over it, but they were, you know, generous and open, and it was like, all it took was like one word from her. And I thought it was brilliant that she, I don't think this is a spoiler, 
I think we can say. I think we are not. We've been spoiling, but I'm trying to like guard before I spoil. So this this is not really a spoiler, but kind of. So if you're worried about that, you just don't listen to this part. <laughs> um, I thought it was good that they showed that even the father had his own complex motivation. He wasn't just an absent father. Yeah, he was worried I did about like his that. Inher- I thought that was brilliant. And I didn't know if she like came up with that out of her own mind or if she knew a situation that was like that um, in real life. But I thought that was brilliant because I think that um, I think that probably happens in really traditional Yeah, cultures. it's more like, complicated. It's not... Like, oh, shoot, am I going to really forsake... All that this I wealth, have. yeah. Um, and then you know what would end up happening is he wouldn't even be able to support the the child that he had out of wedlock, you know. Right. And then, so that seemed that struck me as real and sort of made the father more sympathetic. Not that he wasn't to begin with; he was pretty sympathetic character to begin with. So. Do you he, have to take this he, call? Um, Do you I want mean, to take this call? Well, our son downstairs is texting us. <laughs> uh, he can't fall asleep, so. Okay. But, I mean, that's fine. He can go to sleep in a little bit, you know. <laughs> I told him to read because that's what I would do if I couldn't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he was that sympathetic in the beginning. I thought she did a good job of saying that he was sympathetic, but he still did it. And it still hurt. Yeah. And so he wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, we're just going to be okay with this. No, it was sad. And mm-hmm. it it did hurt her. Yeah. Um, and, and it hurt his wife. Yeah. But there were reasons. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that he didn't want her to be with him. Yeah. So that was good. Um, and I, I thought... She did a good job of, like, it's a very modern book. Like, it's very, like, of the time. Um, in what way? In, like, the way, well, you know, they think about um, identity and the way you are kind of, like, modern and... You know all these ways you're supposed to think and feel about things, but sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Maybe it was because it was the mix of very traditional culture and her modern California sensibilities, the main character. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, it was kind of like last week. Like These were good people. Who wanted yeah. to do good things and mm-hmm. figure out how to have good relationships. Yeah. And there wasn't, like, even though it was a very dramatic situation, mm-hmm. the drama never escalated. Yeah. It was all kind of like a little, mo- a little moment and then it would calm down. A little moment and then it would calm down. Yeah. And somebody would be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, what about the writing itself? What did you think of that? I thought it was decent. I mean, it wasn't too highfalutin, but I thought there were like, there there was nothing, I will say, there was nothing that I highlighted that I was like, this is a great turn of phrase, you know? Yeah, I was wondering because that's not, what I... It's not like love lettering where there were like some really interesting, like somebody who's in love with words. I'm not sure she's in love yeah, with words. Yeah, it was more like a, 
Yeah, the writing, Pretty I guess. Straightforward. And when I read that she was a journalist, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Because it felt very straightforward. It felt very, like, this is what I want to say. And right. I'm just going to say it that way. Um, yeah. When she was writing. And I think that's maybe why, like, I didn't think the the steaminess between the characters was very steamy. You mean the the buildup or the actual sex scene? The actual scenes. Um, yeah, you don't even remember them, do you? I felt like there was only one. Real there was only one, and then there was the sister Tiwa, Tiwa, mm-hmm. and her love interest and there was like but that wasn't a sex scene no it literally was like and we made love and moving on or something i don't even know if that's what they called it but um there was like not it was very directly stated that they they were developing feelings for each other so even the anticipatory scenes and then the it was like i can't you know i feel this pull toward him Mm-hmm. And I was like, do they really? Yeah. <laughs> it was like a little bit of magic. A little bit of like, it was definitely love at first sight almost. Because even when they met at the party in right. before, it was like suddenly she was so drawn to him. And he was so drawn to her. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I was... I was just interested in the culture and the family, and I've always wondered, you know, when I was in the Peace Corps, I always wondered how the rich people in Asuncion lived. Yeah. And I kind of felt like that's probably how, you know, and I felt the same way when we, when you and me lived in Senegal. Like, how do the really, well, how do, mm-hmm. how does, how does, uh, you know, how does uh, SEC or, or like... The president, you know, how do they live? Wad, Wad. How do they live? How do they live? What is their life like? Yeah, it was, I mean, because it was very wealthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were driven everywhere. They had all these designer clothes. Yeah, and and then at the three thousand dollars in a dress, they go have a the the two main characters come together to have their final talk to forgive each other, and it's like in a jag. Mm -hmm. It's like very wealthy, just right. Well, they're also taking private planes. They have private jets. When they feel like it. Yeah, yeah he like whisks her off to... Um, right. Because she's upset, he like gets her in a jet and takes her down to another, you know, resort in Nigeria. And I'm like, even... I mean, there are a lot of wealthy people in romance novels. Yeah. But this was another level right. of wealth than most of the well, novels I read. I don't know if it's 10,000 pounds a month. <laughs> We'd have to see what is ten thousand pounds equate to. Was now. it ten thousand pounds a month, or was it no? A year? It was a year, I think. Ten thousand pounds, pounds a month would be a ton of money. Oh, not anymore. That's true. It wouldn't be like Mr. Darcy. It wouldn't be Mr. Darcy sure level. Had a lot of wealth back in the day. <laughs> That's your standard now, right? For a wealthy man, ten thousand pounds a lo- year. Wealthy love interest, ten thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I kind of wondered about that. I don't know how realistic that was. Um, I don't know, but there is that whole vibe I, I in Nigeria, like, like that wealth and Nollywood, all that. Um, yeah, I had, I didn't really know about Nollywood, and I hadn't heard of it before. I had heard of it. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, Probably in a romance novel. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I I liked that the author didn't feel like shaming the rich people. Yeah, I felt, right. I, I thought it like was going to go that of, direction, but of it like didn't. Like a modern sensibility would like try to shame them for like living in a country. There was that like interesting discussion that they had. It was like, do you ever feel guilty? Yeah, but that's different. And than... then they were like, yeah, I feel guilty sometimes. And then they just sort of moved on. And well, I, and then he was like, but this is what my mom wanted for me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's an advantage. Right. But in her author's note, she said she wants to show that there are these entrepreneurs, these wealthy Nigerians who set up businesses and do these things. And she wanted to kind of, which is an interesting way to think about counteracting the stereotype, because she would say that most people would imagine more like the slums when they think of Nigeria. I guess because of Poverty, Inc., that, you know, the documentary. I mean, that's sort of like... What I've thought about it. Well, I also lived there. I mean, I know everyone's an entrepreneur. Yeah, but the wealthy people in particular. She wanted to show that oh, side that of side. thing. And I like didn't the real the wealth note, creation okay. that there was something even, that in people the novel, in Nigeria do. But there was something in the novel where Lawrence was talking to her about how everyone's an entrepreneur because there's no yeah. good jobs. And I was like... Okay, that's I was more like, that's so in. true. I mean, yeah. but that's also true. You just see it. Like, you go, right. you find a market, and you sell something. Whatever it is that you have to sell. Right, exactly. Yeah, that was the same with Paraguay. Like, everybody had little hustles. Because yeah, and it's the same with Senegal. you have to make, when you're poor, you right. got to figure and out ways to make money. Yeah. Um. He took Lawrence in, cared for him, loved him, loved someone else's child, but not his own. And yeah. shook her head. So there was that complication. I that thought that was, was I thought that was interesting. I thought that was like it made for an interesting sort of like dynamic. Like she is very I mean, it's tied up a little bit too neatly by the end, like over the course of this funeral, she figures out that like she writes this brilliant piece for the magazine about how she had never um, felt like she was worthy of love because her father never loved her and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, it might yeah. take you more than a weekend to figure that out for real. Well, it was three or four weeks because she was home. And it might she take had you to more than three or four it. weeks to put it together. But she specifically said it wasn't like she had arrived at loving herself and dealing with the loss of her father. She just recognized that it hmm. had been... See, even more. See, she's right. So very that it's balanced. more new. Yeah. yeah, it's not dr- like it's not so dramatic. I guess I did think that about the whole thing. Yeah, but there were these interesting complications throughout. Mm-hmm. Thought it was really cool that the father was a chieftaincy. Had a chieftaincy <laughs> title. You and did like regulating traditional laws. Now, I wish there was more about that. I know. I was very curious what that meant if you live in a wealthy like, suburb. I want to go hang out with a, with a chief who, like, regulates traditional laws. And what laws. does that look like? You saw a little bit of it. Like, they were all, the family was doing a dance at the funeral, apparently. Yeah. That was, like, a traditional thing. And there were, like, uniforms that they were making. And I thought that was kind of cool because you could totally see it. I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't been to Nigeria, but... And the food. The, there was a lot of food. Talk about the different cuisine. So, I I mean, that was neat. 
Um, it got my imagination going at least yeah. when he became the chief, and and that was early on. They right. Well, as soon as she arrived, they yeah. called him chief, or chief. maybe even and then, before and then she was asked, there. She asked a question, and then he's like, "Oh, he regulated traditional laws." I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. What's what?" I'm not going to learn about traditional laws, which you don't learn. So, <laughs> But now you could go learn exactly. if you want yeah, what that means exactly. in today. Because, like, what does that mean when you're a super wealthy businessman mm-hmm. in, a, in a suburb of a city? What does it mean that you're regulating traditional laws? Yeah. Or, like, being looked at for the traditional ways when your life is so modern? Right. right. It's kind of an interesting... It was also, I guess, also showing his, like, place in the community and the respect that he did have in his community. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of contrasted with abandoning his child. Yeah. To be more specific, he was a lying cheater. He had cheated. Wait, who said Hannah. that? Narr- Narration Hannah. from Hannah. Okay. He had cheated on Hannah twice. The first time, she'd forgiven him. The second time, she would have forgiven him again. But Flo had talked her out of it, convinced Hannah she deserved better. That relationship had lasted ten months and ended a year ago. Hannah was over it. She just hadn't dated since. From what you've told me, Lawrence is really hot and seems like a nice guy. So don't hesitate to straddle him when the opportunity presents itself. That's you gotta cool. have like the friend, the friend who's like a little bit oh, do crass. You? I don't know. You just see it. It's not. It's kind of like we had that in um, Soulmate Equation, where the main character's friend was a romance novelist and yeah. would say all these things. Hmm. But then there was like really no straddling. Yeah. Well, there, actually, the one sex scene... She did straddle she him, did, didn't she? <laughs> but that did, was like the end of it, wasn't did it? It show that... Uh, <laughs> she was straddling him and then had, we were done. She chose to be on top for the... <laughs> but that was the, for the first extent time. of it. So that was interesting. Um, interesting for the first time? Well, I don't think it's... I don't. Think it is unusual. That is usually I don't think like... that's been a sex scene. That's usually second or third time in a book. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, but it's not, you're right. It's never the first. Right. Because, yeah, that's interesting. It's, like, not traditional enough or something. Or, it like, usually it shows that the woman is coming into, like, her power, and that's the symbolism of the being on top. But in this one, it wasn't. It was just, like, she was on top. There was no... Woman's coming into her power. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... We'll have to, again, the next 10, we're going to read all these traditional ones. You're going to see what it's like. Little Judith McNaughty. We're going to read Judith McNaughty. Although I think we might not read the most rapey one. um, Something. It's it's like the end of a letter. Whitney, my love. Whitney, my love. Yeah. We might read a different one. I've been inspired recently thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. Um. In business and in life, always expect the unexpected and suspect the least suspicious. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> so that that's uh, Tiwa is the oldest, and she gets the most coaching. Is the yeah, most, and most like her dad. And so I thought that was kind of neat. That was because I think that's true. The oldest does tend to mm-hmm. be the bossy one. We're both oldest. I'm not bossy though. Uh. 
No, I guess not. I'm more managing, though, like trying yeah, to manage do. everything. I don't boss people, but I'm very kind of yeah. like managing of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was this whole scene where she's, uh, let me go back a little bit. Um, Tila remembered the day her father sat in the living room. Well, she watched an episode of Friends. He did that often. You know, the whole contrasting American culture with yeah. TV. You know, I like that. You know, that's in my novel. Yeah, and so. he's like, these Americans, they take everything too lightly. And yeah, you can yeah. totally imagine that happening. Um. The teenagers on Riverdale couldn't share a kiss <laughs> without him repeating this phrase, followed by extensive criticism. So those are just thrown in. You know, that's kind of funny. Show the dynamics yeah. of the relationships, but also to kind of like contrast the uh-huh. the cultures. There is a little bit of like, I don't know, slang or just way of speaking that like didn't make it confusing, but just added a little color. Like, nah. What is they nah? called it pigeon English, but it's, it wasn't. Oh, I mean, it wasn't. Was it pigeon that they were speaking? T wasn't speaking pigeon, but they would. No, say but stuff. don't you think it must be like traditional, like additions yeah, or like ways yeah. of showing your relationship to the person, um, or mm-hmm. phrases that they use that you know we might not use here? Yeah. What half cased? The term took Hannah aback. That's really offensive. Oh, when half people, cast? Yeah, yeah that is. say a... stuff like so blatantly like that, I always, because I'm not like that, I guess. I don't know. You mean if someone called you half cast, you wouldn't be like, that's so offensive? You'd just be like, that's weird? Yeah. And you probably wouldn't say anything. Yeah. You're like, that's weird. We'd talk about it later. Yeah, I know. (laughs) We wouldn't like call them out on it. But again, that's what I mean. This is so modern. Like this is like, they're so realized as people. It's like they've gotten, even though they have these issues, they've gotten, they like don't really, I don't know. They're just so, they're just so mature, mature, self-actualized. Like they- just mm-hmm. know, and they can speak about it. It's too much. People are, just aren't that so boring. Well, maybe they are in the younger generation. You know, I mean, maybe. Even less. You think? I don't know. I think mean, definitely our, not us. Think about but, my my good friend who's tens or so. I know, but he's years. not living in this world of, you know, being aware of who you are and what you need and how you want to be and not letting other just people treat you poorly. And, I just don't. I mean, I did like at the end when the guy said, what is your ethnicity? And she did just directly say, I'm Nigerian and white. What is your ethnicity, Ashley? I need to be able to be like all different things. I don't even know, though. That's the problem, right? At least she had two answers. You know. You know what you are. Yeah, but I'm a bunch of different things. No, you're only really like. I'm white, black, black, and two tribes. And two Native American tribes. Is that what I should say when people say, what are you? I should be like, oh, I'm white, I'm black, and I'm two Native Americans, and I'm Creek, and I'm Choctaw. Should I, I like, not presume, say all that? I would not presume to tell you. Like, what if I, I did? Talk about what if someone said, what are you? And I said, 
Oh, I'm white, I'm black, I'm Creek, and I'm Choctaw. Should I say that from now on? Hey, Maybe I should, you know? Uh, hey, I'm not here to tell you what to say. Maybe you need to go on a journey like But I thought her. that, again, she's so good at going on a journey. Like, she's just so aware. <laughs> I just was so struck by that. But I liked that. I was like, you're right. You need to just say it and move on. Mm-hmm. None of this, oh, what do I say or how do I say it? Mm-hmm. Or like the games that I would play where I'd be like, oh, I'm from Alabama. I'm a Mobilian. Yeah. Oh, I've been here seven generations and I wouldn't give them anything. And it would just mm-hmm. go on and on. Why do that? Why play those games? Why? You know. Um, here's an example of one of the little nuggets of wisdom that are just in okay. So, um, this is Hannah's mother talking to Hannah. And she says, you can't hate someone free of charge. You have to pay a price. I thought Give that was, of yes, I thought that was She really said smart. this often while doing chores around the house or running errands or making dinner after a long day, constantly reminding herself not to hate the one person deserving of her hatred. It wasn't an easy thing to, that's so true. I think that's really interesting. I thought so too. I thought from that afar, was very it's really smart. hard to. Although maybe it's not. I mean, they really did hate those Jews, and they didn't know the Jews. But I mean, individually, you lose something of yourself when you spend time hating someone else. Oh, that's true. Like oh, that's, that's how that's I read it. Like okay. to hate someone, it's kind of like when people won't forgive, and they'll talk to us about it. And I always think like. Why hold on to this anger? Why do you get so mad at this person? Like, it doesn't feel worth it to me. Yeah. And so I thought, yeah, it's it's true. Like, I mean, I don't really have a lot of experience with, like, hating people, so I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that, like, it does require something, mm-hmm. and you have to give up something. Yeah. I like the little cultural nuggets. Your father died at 65. He was a, he was mature. Traditionally, we only wear black when a person dies young. So there were like little Little details I, that you know she knows and that she adds. You know I follow you. some Nigerian Instagram accounts. I, you mentioned it when we were reading this book, but I did not know that until then. I mean, I can't really keep up with your viewing habits. Well, it's just very interesting, you know, just a little window into the to Nigerian world. They're having some currency issues. I guess they're collecting some old banknotes and putting out new ones. And they're okay. Like, they're like some people in some areas of the country that are like wanting to use the old ones, but it's illegal, but they're trying to make it happen. <laughs> Sounds very complicated. Very dramatic. <laughs> it's very bad, yeah. But that was not a concern of this was the gelades, or no. I don't know how you say it, but... They were they were they spending were not, dollars. Right. They were, spending, <laughs> they were spending $3,000 right. on one dress. So. Nairas or whatever the currency is. Yeah. Um, questions and assumptions were prejudice wrapped up so neatly in passive aggression. Only the person it was directed to was aware of it. Any other person would have explained it away. So that's like not great. Like, not the most poetic, poetic, but it, I think it was but very it's, smart. There it's are like smart, these you're right. smart things that were like... Put I in. think that's what kept me reading, even though I didn't love the writing style. Mm-hmm. There, it, was just, it was smart enough, and it was interesting enough. Mm-hmm. No, he fell silent for a moment. Then he sighed. My loves, 
There is a world beyond ours. There are people who, because of their ignorance or prejudice, will indirectly or directly discriminate against you. Unfortunately, the world is full of people like this. Some learn to change and some never do. But it is your responsibility to educate them. The only responsibility you have is to yourself, to hold on to your pride, your culture, who you are despite the people who will tell you in so many ways that you are wrong. See, there you go. The dad even is just very wise and very smart. Well, um, I don't know. In this day and age, that is a controversial thing to say. You think? Oh, yeah. Um, there are a lot of people who don't feel like it's at all their duty to educate. That's true. But even the way he said it is it's he wrapped up in being proud of who you are. It's your responsibility to educate them. There are, I, I can imagine a lot of the people that you took PhD classes with would say it's not our duty to educate. Yeah, that's people. true. I guess I didn't pay attention to that part, but I guess I think of it more in the sense of they should be proud of who they are in their culture, and they shouldn't oh, feel like they have to hide it. Yeah. And so, in that way, you become, you are in a way educating, mm -hmm. but. Like, he was a very good father to them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, so good. And that yeah. was the, I think, I mean, I'm sure she did that on purpose, but this idea that he was such a good father and he abandoned mm -hmm. his child. True diversity required shrinking your identity to be half of what you were, just enough that your difference wasn't threatening and didn't make others feel uncomfortable and didn't disrupt the manufactured ecosystem already in place. I didn't like that. That was a little bit too like what I hear all the time. Yeah, I actually thought you would have thought that about more of the novel, but... There was a little bit of racism stuff, but I don't think she overplayed it. I mean, racism's a real factor. These girls got sent to boarding school in, in England. You can only imagine. Like, that does sound terrible. And I'm sure there was a ton of racism. Right, Absolutely. I mean, I moved from Wisconsin to Alabama. And it was very difficult. Definitely for you. very difficult for me to fit in. I can only imagine if I was like from another country, you know, and black. Different and you're skin moving color. into England right. to go exactly. to tea parties. Exactly. But I thought it was really cool how then the the one sister, like she takes that and that like she makes like a career of her fashion photography. Yeah. And it's even there's like a picture that she sees where she's like dressed in like a modern version of her traditional clothing at a tea party where everyone's sitting there. So, yeah. it kind of reminded me of that scene from the Notebook. And there notebook. were a little. I know. I was like the Notebook. That's like the most pedestrian, wonderful romance novel, but not like. Mm -hmm. I've realized, you know, I think romance readers are the people I need to find in my life. I've been at least like getting into podcasts about romance novels now, maybe because we're doing this. Before, I never wanted to listen to them, but now I'm kind of interested. And, I, and they're talking about romance novels. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are my people that I've never found in real life. Mm. These romance writers and like how they throw in these little tidbits of these books that I've read and that I love. And, you know, you don't want to talk about it because it's and seems like most people I've encountered judge me for reading romance novels. Yet there's all these really smart people out there that read romance novels. Yeah. So 
these are the people that I need to find that I've never found. It's the Harlequins. They ruined it for everybody. But there's nothing even wrong with Harlequins. I don't know. Well, I mean, we're we'll going to have to read one. some Harlequins. We'll have to read some bodice rippers. Um, just to see if, <laughs> if there is a problem with them. Um, oh, I mean, there are definitely romance novels that are problems. But. Okay. Um, you know, all the ones in the supermarket with Fabio on the cover. You know what? Even if there's a man on the cover, it doesn't mean it's a problem. We'll have to read you some think, and you'll you see. Do you think the supermarket Fabio cover ones are, are good? Well, I've never read one with Fabio on the cover. We've got to read one with Fabio on the cover. <laughs> I don't even know what one would have Fabio. We'll have to look into it. Yeah, do some done research. Like hundreds of them. Yeah, I think he did. Like when we were kids, though. Yeah. So. Um, so I'm surprised that you didn't think it was very romantic because. There was a this whole part, and I highlighted because I thought you would think this was romantic. Is like they're wanting to be together, but they're sort of like they holding can't themselves be. back. There's a propriety thing going on, like where they're trying. They're not sure if they can. Be I mean, there. I thought that was interesting. And then, and then, and I'm simply trying to get the truth out of you. And what truth do you presume that is? She asked, you know, very, very coyly. I'm sure. That you wore this little ensemble because you wanted to distract me, to drive me crazy. You didn't think that I was like, he's like, that was telling cute. her all these things. That was and cute because like I could imagine that, especially her. when it's like a new thing. And she probably did put it on partly right. for him, and he noticed, and it's kind of sweet and cute. And I mean, in that sense, it was very sweet. It was like in. It was anticipation, and it was romantic when she was really upset, and he just held her, and they slept in the same bed, but nothing happened, and you're like, that is, but that was very romantic, because that is not a romance novel thing, to be honest. Usually, mm -hmm. it's like all getting busy and well, stuff, she, but like I to mean, hold it's really her. about, I mean, it's a... It's a story about a f about family reconciliation. Yeah, that's oh, masquerading as, as a romance. That's novel. what I said from the beginning. Like, yeah. yes, there is this love story, but really, that's not what it's about. No. Right. Um, but that was super. And then right after it, he's like, "Oh, you know, the night we met, you weren't wearing shoes, and your nails were painted purple." He you does didn't sweet think things. that was romantic. And then there's like the almost kiss in the rain. And then he read her writing. And she was like, no one ever read my writing. The guys always said they would read my writing. Right. And then she had to like check herself to be like, that's reasonable that he would read my writing. Right. <laughs> but she had no expectations. So he did do sweet things and like romantic things. I actually thought that. I was like, I wonder what Peter would say were, was romantic in this book. Because there were a few... Like direct statements yeah. of things that were romantic. I thought it was pretty romantic that she, for the first time she just climbed on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> made me spit my drink again for the second time in two weeks. Um, I, it's true that that was there. That was like not a very like explicit scene, no. but they managed to get that in there that right. she was on top and she like says something as she's straddling him or something yeah. is how it was referred. To. Uh, the mom was a middle school teacher. I like. Did that. you like that? I like the 
the mom was like cool, but nothing. Like she was like a teacher. She's a nice lady. She cared about her kid. She did the mm-hmm. best she could for her kid. And it wasn't that hard of a life, you know. Like they ju- they had a good life together. Yeah. Like I said, I thought the family character. She didn't go was that nice. in depth, but it would have been cool if this was like multi generational and you saw how the mother and this Nigerian guy got together. Because you know who, you know who I was. You know who I thought of? Oh, I probably the same person I thought of. Barack Obama. Of course, I was of course, like, is this like inspired a partly by with this? Like, I think his dad was sort of like a well-to-do Kenyan, right? Kenyan, right? Yeah. Or was he not? Like he had a. I don't know how wealthy, but he had like a particular. Like he was like very well respected. I can't remember mm-hmm. the role he played in his community, but he, hmm. you know, he had like this kind of position in yeah. his community. I definitely thought immediately of that, Wait, actually. He was in the United States, right? Barack. Yeah, when he met Barack's mother. Yeah. and How did they meet? They were students at Harvard, right? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you haven't read the biography. I, I read, read the biography yeah. before he was even elected president. Yeah. Read it in Senegal. Swallowed it. Hook, line, and sinker. I did. Oh, totally. Just um, so inspired. <laughs> it was so inspiring. <laughs> that was an innocent time in our nation. <laughs> when probably, the aftermath has been <laughs> probably look at this time and say the same thing ten years from now. Oh, oh we we're so innocent. Oh, back I don't then. think now. Oh, we just think we're at the depths of depravity. There's <laughs> there's, there's more to go. More I'm to sure, go. but long distance to go. Um, but perhaps there was some for our generation a little bit more naivete. You know, mm-hmm. we're a little naive, and now the blinders have come off. Yeah. Um. The uh, the youngest guy. What was his name? Starts with an S. Sagan. Yeah. Sagan and her had like some nice scenes where like he's he's like got this swaggering like, and it's all like just a fake sort yeah, of like facade urban that he's put on for like, African American rebellion against his dad. But then yeah. they, like, have this thing where they're, like, sort of just, like, putting their heads on each other. And I, no, I know. It was, very, it was, right? It was. Um, did you try to speak the pigeon English? I mean, I tried to read it, yeah, from word to word, but it was super hard. Yellow papa, how na? You find well, well. A woman selling a range of produce shouted. Come buy coconut from me, nah. They sweet. I know they lie. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I thought it was cool that she included it and like yeah. she found ways to include it in the scene by go them going to the market and so yeah. there were these opportunities to show it. Mm-hmm. And there's the whole scene where they're like, "Do you feel ever feel guilty? Guilty for what?" I thought that was a good like little conversation to have. Um, right, and in so some ways they shared mm-hmm. some experiences that brought them together. Right. But in a weird way, she was he was like playing the role she could have played as like the mm-hmm. other child. Fela Kuti, of course they have Fela Kuti, so that's good. I'm a big fan. I was wondering, I was like, I bet Peter already knows Fela. Right, I've, I've sent Fela to my dad. Oh, you have? Yeah. 
Um, safe sex. Oh, yes. It was mentioned. Condom was mentioned. Not as good as last week, but... What happened last week? Multiple condoms. Oh, and yeah. orgasms. I'll never forget it. No, the one thing that she's saying to him, you make me crazy and happy and and and, and horny. <laughs> yeah, nothing quite like that this week. Yeah. And then there are all the books in his library. You had to like the books. Yeah, it was interesting. The and I, bluest eye, their eyes were, were watching, watching God. God. An orchestra of minorities. I've never heard of that. I hadn't either. I was I like, guess what is we're that? gonna have to look that up. Yeah. Um. Our culture, our family, and the people in our lives can help shape who we are. But ultimately, I think it's up to us to decide who we want to be, to rely on ourselves and no one else. That was the line that they repeated multiple times, and I was like, mm. Well, also, I think even... I think even, like, modern sensibilities, that's not really what the most progressive people But think. to, like, rely and I'm not on no one else. I mean, the whole book is about the importance of family right. relationships. And it's a romance novel, which is all about... I mean, I get it. You have to love yourself before you can really be mm-hmm. <coughs> in a full relationship. But, I mean, I don't know. I didn't buy it. Yeah. She relied on people waiting for them to validate her worth and solidify her identity, to tell her she was loved and that she belonged. I mean, there's a little bit too much, like, mm-hmm. like fully understanding your psychological situation. I mean, they're not even in therapy. Like, how do they know this stuff? They I, but they felt, like, most of them felt like they had been in therapy at yeah, some point exactly. based on the way they talked. Um but then there was one part that I thought was the most touching of all of them. And what was that? You can't think of I it? I can't. You obviously weren't touched by it then, I guess. Well, I'm trying to think what I would say is the most touching. I thought the most touching was during the family reconciliation. Um, during the funeral, they asked her to speak. And she talks and about And she talks about all of the kids and, and says, I'll never offer. know my father, but there are good things about each of you that I can see. Is oh probably- my gosh, did you see yourself and your kids one day and a little bit of you will be in each of them? You mean all the illegitimate children <laughs> I left overseas? The rest of them weren't illegitimate. <laughs> all the souvenirs? I don't think you're supposed to call kids illegitimate anymore. Well, let's just call them souvenirs. That's what the Paraguayans call okay, them. Okay, I don't think we should call them that either. But They used to ask me how many souvenirs I was going to leave with the ladies. Oh, my gosh. Um, Who knows? Who knows? Might have little little, uh, little Paraguayan Peter Johnsons walking around. And they'll show up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that will not make the beginning of a romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> that you're right though that that was I thought that was kind of like touching and sweet. Thought it went a little bit too long like the whole drama at the end where she like ran away. The, it's a little bit of a spoiler. So I mean, we have spoiled. We are spoiling. No, we haven't spoiled anything. I'm I'm warning so 
turn. Okay, we're we're spoiling now. Skip ahead. But when when she gets the house and then like she thinks everyone's it was all a put on. I know she like dismisses everything and so then runs away, runs away and flies away and then they, and then there's all then they have to chase her down. I mean, it could have ended just like. Without that whole, I like, know. Thing. Although there was so little drama, she probably felt like she needed to have a little drama. Because what's a romance not without some drama? Um, and then they're like at a fundraiser for like children in San Francisco. I thought that was annoying. Oh, I, I mean, I didn't mind. That. That's the setting of the next scene, you know. Yeah, but I mean, but then he didn't come with them to San Francisco. Because he was still too hurt that she wouldn't trust him. I was like, really? You're not going to go? Mm, that was it for you. Off the list, huh? Like I said, he just really was not mm. that interesting to me. Yeah. But he was sweet. You're right. There were romantic things he did. And he's probably more realistic. Like, he's probably the kind of person you'd want to be with. Over some of these characters we read about. Yeah. Because he's sensitive and sensible and he's like not rushing her and he's very thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And he has a good job and all those things. But he just was a little bit boring to me. For like a romance novel character. Mm -hmm. In real life, he'd probably be great. Yeah. So I will say overall, the fact that the steamy parts were not too explicit was good. That it just wasn't all centering on sex, like I mean, okay, but Outlander is just one sex scene after another. But couldn't it not center on sex and still be a little bit steamier than what this was? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was like a little bit not descriptive. I mean, it doesn't need to be a script of that sounds bad. <laughs> you want to really visualize the penis? I know that's No important. members in this one. <laughs> no veiny members. <laughs> it's but really... It... Thumbs down from Ashley with no veiny members. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> it could just have a little more. Yeah, no... Um... As the sensation of, the, of a climax built... <laughs> Hannah felt overwhelmed with emotions. Old ones had suddenly intensified new ones that were raw and in need of nurturing. Yeah. There no like um Yeah, the they the steamy scenes. I guess maybe you like that they were not explicit. Oh, well, I mean it's a I guess it can you just <laughs> My sensibility is like you gotta build towards it, and then it can be as steamy as interesting as you want. Like you can be into weird sex as long as it builds for you. It well, shouldn't just jump right build, into it. Well, if there's jumping into it, and then it just happens over and over and over again, I get bored. To be honest, it's like so like waiting. You like happened. the payoff that they had like these moments, well, these encounters what, that it could have been. It is, then but what's they the didn't point? do it like. Sleeping together over and over again, it's like the third or fourth time, how are you going to top it? Oh, so you're saying once it's three or four times, there's no topping the third or fourth time? No, there's no topping like the the first time. 
Once you do it, you do it. I mean, I feel though like the first time is never the best time. I mean, maybe in romance novels it is, but in life, are you suggesting they're all, that they're you... all having orgasms and multiple condoms? And <laughs> there weren't multiple in this one. Not in this one. This no. was just one. Yeah, that we didn't see. Good. <laughs> More realistic. <laughs> multiple condoms. <laughs> I mean, these are younger people. Multiple might be more realistic if you're like 28. Not, not 42. <laughs> yes. I suppose. I don't know. Um, but so you enjoyed it. Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting, it's, a, it's an interesting culture. Yeah. It was balanced. It wasn't overly indicting one type of people. Nobody was like, purely evil nobody was purely good they seemed well-rounded the author seemed wise and sort of balanced and for those reasons i think it was one of the better ones that we've read okay so then what would you take away about romance from this Hmm. well i think it's what i probably you know noted is like i think it part of romance especially for the woman is wanting to know that she's very desired and there was a lot of him talking about his desire for her yeah that's true he did he was very clear about how he felt yeah that she had she was like right they even had like an awkward i like you a lot yeah i like you too scene yeah well but i mean it was mostly by him he was like he was kind of showing his yeah he was kind of going first and i think that's that struck me as real and also something that's you could take away about romance okay a woman wants to feel pursued of course i mean okay well well sometimes the woman outlander, wants to pursue outlander the woman was i mean not and saint vincent she did not want to be with him yeah, but then she did want to be with him. Yeah, and she actually pursued him, if you think about it, because she's the one who went to his house and said, marry me. But that was not, not that was not a romantic marriage, no. That was No, but that necessity. was the catalyst for romance. But my point is, like, not all of them have been the men pursuing the women. No, I mean... Quite as much as this one was clearly that way. Yes, even though you did know that she already liked him. It's hard for you to admit that this is what you like in a relationship. But that's okay. You don't have to admit it <laughs> on a podcast. Okay. It, so did you like it? You didn't like it that much. You're kind of skeptical. I think I liked all the things that you liked about it. I just thought the central romance wasn't very exciting. Yeah. But yeah. I agree. I thought that the culture and the way she did the story was really good. I thought how she didn't make anyone all bad mm-hmm. or even all good. Like they all kind of made bad, like they kind of acted in ways sometimes that were immature, even though they were mostly very mature. I liked that. It was interesting to read about the culture and the food and um, the funeral to me was very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I liked it for all those reasons. I just, the romance itself was kind of meh. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would leave that book. Okay. Um, and for next week, mm-hmm. we are going to read again a new author, "Always Be My Duchess" 
By Amelie Howard. Amelie Howard, okay. Always be my duchess. <laughs> you look very excited. I mean, is it a St. Vincent? It says it's pretty woman meets the Bridgertons. Who are the Bridgertons? You don't know about the Netflix show, The Bridgertons, that Shonda Rhimes like recast the Bridgertons and they're making all these seasons and but no. she's made it like a people of color and all these things different from the books to like they're people of color dressed up in like period costume oh yeah on the tv show so it's just she just reimagined sort of like hamilton like same like the founding fathers are all black it's yeah it's like that's a thing that's happening but the bridgertons i had i had read of course years ago and it's this whole family what is that in culture that we're doing that? What is that? To retell, to show a different way of viewing the stories, to race bend is like the technical term. Oh, race bend. Race bending. Interesting. I wonder what the reason, I mean, I understand. I bet there are like a ton of academic papers coming out about this stuff. Oh, I'm sure. We could read some. I bet if there's you some want. really deep stuff. When we it. finally read the Bridgertons, we can also watch the show and you can discuss it. I just can't read it with you yet because I'm trying to read books for these ten that I haven't it's read like those, before. It's like those black girls who were uh, Azalea Trailmaids with you. Okay, well that's different, but yeah, it's it's very similar. Well, it's saying why in the sense not that like back in the day they were wearing that. They weren't wearing antebellum dresses and walking around mobile. Now they are. So what does that say? It says it says a lot of stuff. That feels like a big question for the end of the podcast. <laughs> All right. All right. Until next week.